If you're a mom that just received a developmental disability diagnosis for your beautiful child, I welcome you to this new community of moms. I know this isn't probably a community or world you ever pictured you'd be a part of when you dreamed of becoming a mother, and it's okay to say that. This is a safe space where it's totally acceptable to feel every single emotion without guilt or judgment. And I am giving you a gigantic virtual hug because I know all too well the feelings you are experiencing right now. I hope this episode leaves you feeling so hopeful and encouraged. Let's dive in. Hey, Courageous Mom. I want you to know that you are so brave, raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. I get it. Believe me, I do. You are scared right now of what the future holds. The doctor probably just sat in front of you and gave you a diagnosis for your beautiful child. And I know that also well, because that is how I felt when I received the autism diagnosis for my son. And all I wanted that doctor to do was to give me solid answers on a prognosis and what my son would be able to go on and do in his life. I just one ounce of hope. And the doctor didn't do that for me. But I'm here to tell you, it really is all going to be okay. I wanted my child specialist to tell me that he was going to be able to speak. And anytime I tried to ask him that, he would say, I don't want to give you false hope. And anytime I asked, would he be able to live on his own? I don't want to give you false hope. And at that time, I knew nothing about autism. I didn't know anyone else that had a child with autism. So I felt just completely alone and overwhelmed. And I was just incredibly scared. I felt like someone had punched me in the stomach so hard and like I couldn't breathe. I will warn you that I'm going to tell you some tough stuff today. And I don't tell you this to rub salt in an already fresh wound, but I want you to know what you're experiencing and everything that is to come is completely and totally normal. And I hate that word. I hate that word normal because what is normal? But along with the tough stuff, I am going to tell you some amazing things that have happened along this journey and how this diagnosis has changed my view on life and how I choose to live it and become the best possible version of me. And I will break down the hard things first because unfortunately, that's really what you're going to be experiencing first at the beginning. And the good stuff is always there. But at the beginning, you're just so overwhelmed that you're really not looking for the good. So if I can help in any way to save you from being sad and afraid and being more hopeful and having more courage and feeling encouraged, then that is what I hope to do, especially today. Some of the things that I'm going to talk about today, you may experience some all at once or just at separate times, but 
However it happens, I just want you to know there is no right or wrong way on how to do this. So I hope you take some comfort in that. And so I think the first feeling that any parent will feel when receiving a diagnosis is grief. And I know some people may not understand that, especially if they have not experienced this themselves personally. But your incredibly amazing child was just diagnosed with a developmental disability. And they're still the same exact person they were the day before you received the diagnosis. It's just that vision or picture in your head of what that child would do in all that you planned and envisioned in your daydreams while you were pregnant. And as you rock them after midnight feedings and try to savor those precious moments because you told yourself one day they wouldn't want anything to do with you because they'll be running out with their friends and moving out on their own. And now it's something that you almost feel foolish forever thinking because you had no idea that you'd one day get the news that it may not go as you planned and or dreamed of. So you're going to grieve over the loss of that dream and those plans. And then you're going to feel guilty for your grief because you know that your child is here and breathing alive and healthy. And you know that's something that some parents cannot say. So you'll keep those feelings to yourself because you'll feel selfish for even feeling what you feel. But what you feel is so real and so many understand it, especially if they are a parent of a child with special needs. Now, I believe that it is so important to feel everything that you're feeling in every stage of it all, because if you don't, you will miss so much and you won't be able to enjoy, appreciate, and celebrate all of the amazing things that your child will do in their life. Because I know right now you're probably getting told of all the things that they won't do or can't do, or they won't promise you that they can do. It's just not going to go exactly as you planned. And any developmental chart out there, just throw it out the window because those milestones, they will stress you out more than anything. So you should know by now, nothing goes as planned in life. And if by some miracle, you are someone who has always had things go according to plan, then you're definitely getting a crash course in this lesson. So another big thing is denial. I went through denial. My husband went through denial and we went at different stages and phases. So all of the signs are there. You know it. You receive the diagnosis and in us, we're we're in Boston, so we have the best hospitals. So there's no reason I should be doubting the specialist because when I look at it, I know that it's autism, but I still could not write or say the word. I avoided it at all costs. And there's still part of you that's thinking, it's probably just a developmental delay, but he's going to catch up. And I remember my mother-in-law would always tell me, well, you know, his father didn't speak until later, so he's probably going to do the same. And I would tell myself all that for a bit. And I knew my family and friends knew my son's diagnosis before I did, but I just lived in my world of denial for a bit because it was less painful there. So then that denial leads to anger. And you will be angry. Sometimes you won't even really be able to express what you're mad at, who you're mad at, or why you're mad. But it's a feeling that won't seem to take its grip off of you for a while until you learn to take control of it. And I'm going to be fully transparent with you and share that I was very angry with God. I'm happy to report that I have come to my senses and could not be where I am right now without his grace and strength. But back then, I could not understand why this was happening to my son. I was angry that his life was not going to be filled with struggle and challenges and that there was literally nothing that I could do to fix it. I didn't understand why God allowed this to happen. I was angry that I had to feel this amount of pain and the why me's started coming in. 
I was raised by very strong women who did not believe in pity parties. And sometimes that drove me absolutely insane, especially in dealing with this. So one day when I was out to eat with my aunt and my mom, I'm just expressing that anger at God. And I'm saying, why me? And (laughs) their response was, why not you? And of course, I was angry with that. But I needed that truth spoken to me in order to move forward. The other thing I felt was tremendous guilt. You'll wonder if it was something you did during pregnancy. You'll replay everything you did during that time over and over again because you desperately need to understand all of this. And you just simply cannot move forward until you know the exact reason of why this happened. And you will Google a lot and you'll drive yourself insane. And you'll see many debates on vaccines. And I guess right now, I'm talking personally about autism, that you will see many debates on vaccines and diets and you'll feel judged. And you'll even start to tell yourself that it was something that you ate. And I know that I did that with a tuna melt that I remember craving so badly in pregnancy with my son. And I just was like, one tuna melt won't make a difference. And it didn't. It did not. But you'll be desperate for any explanation as to why this may have happened. And once you're over that, you'll be certain it's something else. Like there was a time when I was sick during pregnancy with a bad bronchial infection, and I had no choice to be given antibiotics and actually ended up in the hospital for a bit. Then I was blaming every bump, slip on the ice, or anything that happened during those nine months as a contribution to the autism diagnosis. And then you get the wonderful people that will ask, did you breastfeed or did you vaccinate? Because they're trying to figure out what you must have done to cause this diagnosis. And I think that some will do it to comfort themselves to know that they have breastfed and have chosen not to vaccinate. So that helps them to feel confident that they will never go through what you're going through. And it will be everything you won't need to hear, but yet somehow people will sometimes not be able to control themselves. And if you have another child that is neurotypical, it's amazing that guilt will also sometimes rob you of happiness that you should be feeling when that child is meeting all of their milestones and you're so excited and it's amazing, but you feel guilty for showing any excitement. I remember feeling guilty for enjoying how amazing it was to watch my daughter do things with such ease or hear her first words when everyone else was hearing their child's first words. But you have to fight that feeling of guilt over watching that child and meeting their milestones as much as possible because that child also deserves to be celebrated no matter how effortless it may have seemed, you deserve to take in that joy. Every child is different and they hold their own strengths and weaknesses and you'll realize that now even quicker than other parents. There's always mom guilt, right? But this guilt that I'm talking about is just an extra special kind of mom guilt, unfortunately. But you'll learn to get past that. And then the other thing that I had to come to terms with when receiving the diagnosis was that you may lose friends. And I know you don't want to hear this. It's not something I wanted to learn either because you already feel so isolated and alone on this new journey and you really need people and support more than anything right now. But losing friendships will be something that will inevitably happen in this journey. Now, you will not lose every single friend that you have. The real ones will stick around, but your relationship may change a little because they don't truly get what you're going through and they will try to be there for you the best that they know how. They'll ask what you need and how 
how they can help. And this is where you have to let them know because those friends are not mind readers. So you do have to be very straightforward with what you need at that point in time. They're trying to be there for you. So just cut them some slack, even though they can't fully relate to what your life is like day in and day out. As for the others that aren't there now, or your friendship will sort of break apart. My opinion is that they weren't really friends to begin with. So I had friends that stopped reaching out because my child didn't quite fit in with their kids and playdates weren't that fun when you guys are around. So the invites just sort of stopped coming in. And of course it hurts. It hurt so much. And it's okay to feel that hurt, but you're going to be okay. And I promise that. If you are currently experiencing this, let them go and focus on your family and friends that are there. And I'll tell you that the friends that may have hurt you are most likely not setting out to cause you so much hurt. And they probably don't even really fathom that they have. But my guess is that they just didn't know how to handle it. So forgive them. It's all good. Another tough thing you may go through is that your marriage, if you are married, may struggle. And your partner and you in life are two totally different people that deal with difficult situations in completely different ways. And a diagnosis is one that will really put any relationship to the test. And my husband and I both dealt with our son's diagnosis completely differently. So that also meant that we dealt with it alone and without each other. And I'm just being real here because that is what I promised to do. There was resentment during that time period because we just wanted the other person to be able to understand what we're feeling and going through. But it's really hard because you're both going through any of those feelings that I've talked about at completely different times, many of the time. So you weren't able to help comfort each other through it all. And in addition to the regular stresses of money and careers and your children, you add a diagnosis into the mix and it's going to definitely add an additional amount of pressure. And most likely a parent will have to make the decision to stay home or work part-time because not many jobs, I mean, I know that's changing now with the pandemic, but many jobs aren't going to be so understanding about having to be at so many therapy appointments and having to leave and allowing that flexibility. So it's hard to make that decision on whether we can afford to live on one income and big sacrifices have to be made in careers. And ultimately, this will change your financial stability which again, will only add to the stresses that you already have. I remember hearing that 80% of all marriages in an autism family would fail. And I remember reading that because my husband and I had gone through a few tough years together. And I, to be completely honest, I didn't even know if we would make it. But I remember reading that statistic and thinking that does not have to be the case. And I'm so glad that we didn't give up on each other when we didn't exactly love the sight of the other person. And I can't believe I'm saying this because I can't even believe where we were to where we are now. But I know it to be true because I definitely lived it and I saw God get us through it together. And as cliche as it may sound, we are so much stronger as a couple now because of it. So you may have been saying yes to everything that I've mentioned already because you're experiencing it, either one or all of it. And you may be thinking, okay, but when are you getting to the encouragement part, Tanya? So that I, I'm going to get to it next, I promise. It's just that 
I'm trying to tell you that you should not feel discouraged or one ounce of guilt or failure for feeling any of the feelings that I just had talked about. I want to tell you that my life had not been anything easy up until the day I received my son's diagnosis. So I was already not the most positive, warmest, or trusting person on earth. And with everything that I had been through, this diagnosis is by far the hardest thing that I've had to deal with in my life. There is no exact path or step-by-step instruction to make life easier for my son. So with no guarantees and just some people being cruel and just a great deal of ignorance, and I had to learn how to deal with all of that. Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. There is no possible way that you can go through something like this and not have it change you. So I decided that I can decide to stay angry and depressed, or I could decide to get up and start living life as it has been given to me. And I am so grateful that I chose to focus on the good and allow this tough stuff to change me for the better. So how did it change me? What's the good stuff? Well, the biggest thing by far has been that you'll learn to not sweat the small stuff. Seriously, this is the one thing I never thought that I could ever learn. I never thought that I could ever be that go with the flow kind of girl. Never. But one thing as a parent of a child with special needs, you just don't have that much extra time to worry about the small things in life. So I found that I would actually start to lose patience with the ridiculous things that people got upset over, or when they have time to argue with strangers on social media, or a new clerk at the grocery checkout. Yeah, no problem. It just needs more time for myself traffic jam with just me and the car as everyone else around me is honking like it's their job, like it's going to actually improve the situation. And for the record, that used to be me. But now I take it as an opportunity (laughs) to just be alone by myself and actually listen to the music that I want to listen to in the car. So next time you're sitting in traffic, make sure that you just sit and enjoy the quiet to yourself. I mean, despite all the people maybe honking around you and play your favorite music and just bust out your best moves. So another way that a parent of a child with special needs will change for the positive is you'll begin to celebrate the little things like they are the big things. And that's because to you, they are really big and that's awesome. So for example, my son, he one day pointed to a zit that I had on my face and he said, boo-boo. And normally I would be bummed out that he noticed my zit, but I was psyched because he noticed my zit and he pointed and he said a word and he said it and he walked away right after. And I'm still in the glory of him saying this word, but then he comes back with a band-aid for my boo-boo again, which was just a zit. But I wasn't nitpicking. I wasn't caught up in that. He's never been able to stand the feeling of a Band-Aid. So I pretty much had to be picked up off the ground in disbelief as he puts the Band-Aid on my cheek. And I know this is so small for so many, but hopefully some of you can appreciate this. It will actually cause you to become more conscious of the small things that are actually really big things that you should be celebrating on a regular basis. Now, another thing that I promise that you'll start to do is you will laugh and smile a lot more. And I know you're thinking, wait a minute, you're the same person that spoke of grief and anger and this diagnosis being one of the hardest things that you've had to work through. And yes, I am that person, but I'm also the person that learned that I had two choices in this life. I could sit back, cry and focus on all the struggles in front of me, 
or I could learn to find the humor in things because there is just a lot of humor in being a parent to my child. And of course, there's heartbreak and everything else that can go along with watching your child struggle. But there's awkwardness and there's fear of what he's going to say or do next when a stranger is around or we're out in public. And because one thing with autism is that he doesn't have a filter and he doesn't comprehend the reasoning behind why someone would lie and not be brutally honest. And that can cause some anxiety for me from time to time. But however, usually in retrospect, it creates some pretty amazing stories to reflect back on for a good laugh or a smile on those tougher days. And I have this imaginary vault filled with those stories and I will break them out as needed in order to lift my spirits on the harder days. And I really recommend that you do that. If something funny happened that may have not been funny in the moment, write it down. Because I think writing down your feelings, and I love to write, so writing down those feelings helps you to process it, get it out. But most of the time, you may be able to look back and find the humor in it and just learning to laugh at yourself, maybe the way you handled it, maybe the way it just looks to everyone else. If you don't start to laugh at those moments, your days are just going to be so hard. And again, I know that there are many moments that are not laugh worthy, but you have to focus on those moments that are because those will get you through those moments that there's nothing to smile or laugh about. I promise you that. Another great thing that will happen as a result of being a parent of a child with special needs, you'll no longer be a judgy mom. And I'll be completely honest, I completely judged moms before becoming a mom. I know, it's hysterical. It's easy to sit there and imagine how perfect of a mother you will be before you actually have to do any of the work. And I swore that my children would never be babysat by the TV as I tried to just get a half hour to myself or that they never bring electronics with them to a restaurant in hopes that I'd be able to just enjoy a hot meal for once that I didn't have to cook. And I swore I would never live in stretchy pants and sneakers and actually still do my hair and makeup. And I vowed that my children would only eat the healthiest of foods. So let me tell you what really happened. Since becoming a mom, I may love the iPad more than my children sometimes because I just need a break. And leggings in any shoe that is flat and just super comfy on my feet, no matter how hideous and ugly they are, I'm wearing them. Taking a shower is as good as it gets on most days. So if you see me with my hair pulled back yet again, I have not tried to hide how tired I really am with makeup. It's probably because I'm too tired to care. And that in itself is pretty awesome that I don't care about <laughs> my presentation to the world. Because before, that was another thing that I really cared about. And that healthy diet that I promised my kids would take part in is basically now give him whatever he'll eat because he only eats four things and they're basically only carbs. So pasta, a very specific kind of bread, a very specific kind of kid cuisine and McDonald's. In saying my kid loves McDonald's feels like the understatement of the year. There are no words to describe his love for that place and I'm okay with it, but Anytime he eats a banana, strawberry, watermelon, cucumber, I feel like I should be accepting some trophy because I feel like I should be featured on the cover of a healthy living magazine for my rock star mom ways. Another thing, you're going to meet some amazing new friends. 
So yes, I broke the news to you that you may lose some of your friends and some of your best friends will still be by your side, but you're also going to meet some other amazing people as you're on this journey. And you may meet them through school, therapy, waiting rooms, online support groups. You are going to meet a lot of people that just get it. And although you may not be able to see them all the time, because let's face it, getting out and socializing can be tough, especially in the younger years. But just to know that they're just a phone call, text away, and that they'll truly get whatever you're going through with your child without judging you or your child is something that is priceless. And it will mean so much to you every step of the way. And finally, Mama, the last thing that I'm going to talk about today about a great thing that comes out of this journey is that you will realize your strength. You're going to be scared out of your mind most days. We can be real here, right? You have never done this before and you feel like you just got a job that you are way underqualified for. But I'm telling you that you are stronger and more courageous than you have ever imagined. Being scared doesn't mean that you're not brave. Brave is what you are when you still move forward, no matter how terrified you are. So you need to own that. That alone will give you more strength to keep going. I'm realizing that I could go on and on about the things that I've gained and learned as an autism mom. And I want to continue and offer more ways to inspire and encourage you as we go through this journey together. But the biggest thing that I want to get out to you today is that you need to take your time to feel what you need to. You need to do your thing. There is no real timeline for it all, but my best advice is for you to try not to get stuck or down for too long because you have a child or probably even more than one that are watching you and they need you. So please don't miss out on all of the amazing accomplishments and milestones that will be reached on their own timetable or the accomplishments and milestones of your neurotypical child because they need your love, encouragement, and to hear you cheering them on as well. There are going to be days where it feels completely impossible and it feels like you're falling apart and you can't hold back the tears. But please don't let that be all there is to your story. Your child needs you. Your children need you. And you need to be your child's voice in this world and to teach others about your child. I've been told by my mother countless amounts of times that I was given this life because God believed that I was strong enough to live it. And that is so true. And I believe that about you. You've got this, Mama. And I'm here to cheer you on every step of the way. I truly hope that this has encouraged you and has lifted you up even if you're in the midst of one of the toughest moments. My goal in everything that I want to do with this podcast is truly just to be able to encourage you to keep going in every aspect of your life. This podcast has been so fun for me to work on, but it's meant to just help give someone the support and encouragement that I wish that I've had. So if I can help just one mom feel better, and look at life in a completely different outlook, then that will make me so happy. So if you want to refer to any of what I've just talked about in today's episode, I actually do have a Hope for Awesome Moms ebook that's completely free at tanyanf.com. And yes, it says Hope for Awesome Moms, and that's awesome spelled A-U-S-O-M-E, because I'm an autism mom. But as you know, Any parent with a child with special needs can relate to everything we talked about today. 
If you haven't yet joined the Courageously Mom community over on Facebook, then I invite you to come and join us over there so that we can just all do this journey together. We all need that support and we all need somebody who gets it. And I just want to cheer you on and make sure that you know how amazing you are. I want you to know that I'm sending so much love to you. And until next time, keep smiling because you got this courageous mama. Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.